The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Hi, and welcome to Adventures from the Shed. Here we are online. We're still putting together that group. Well, maybe we're not still putting together the group. We have put it together, and we're going to let those folks go ahead and introduce themselves. Do you guys remember the order? I think we do. All right, let's go. This is Chris. I'm playing Abraxas, the Dragonborn Paladin, who loves giant dragons. Yeah. Beautiful. I am Eleazar. I play Erethness. Tall, lonely, loves long walks on the beach. The sword stays on his back. Nice. How about your character? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the character? Actually tall. <laughs> Actually tall. <laughs> cool, cool. I'm Jason. I feel you on the uh, being vertically challenged, uh, but I play uh, Bell G. Umwaffle, the halfling rogue, uh, who comes from Virilis, a kingdom of entertainment where Bell's favorite movie was Beauty and the Balgura. Uh, that is a very, very time-tested tale, uh, a tale as old as time, they might say, actually. Oh. Does it, have any, you know, does it have any songs in it? And are oh, it has many songs in here. I might have to have our, our, our bard learn them and you know play them for us as we go forward. Cool. Speaking, of, uh, speaking of tales as old as time and bards, my name is Randy and I play Miles, the bard human from the town of Ashfell. I am talented as can be, or at least I like to think I am. I play the lute, I play the flute, I play the drums, and I sing awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I sing off tune. He, he sings worth a copper. We've learned. Oh, it's <laughs> copper. He well spent. Like, he sings like he's been smoking for a very long time. Sing like I am a copper, <laughs> not a gold. That's for sure. He he sings like um, a, a um, fifty-year-old smoking hairdresser from downtown yep. Manhattan. <laughs> what do you mean they don't like my singing? <laughs> Come on, honey. I sing like a an angel. <laughs> Keep talking, and I got an elf I'm going to send after you. <laughs> going to break your kneecaps. You an elf? I'd love shelf. to see him try. All right, folks. So speaking of the Bard, we are fresh mm. off of a stellar performance at um, the, the Get Lit Tavern. And uh, the night passes. Everybody gets a decent night's sleep, I'm sure. And um, we are getting ready to kick off the next morning with our adventure. Who won, who would be the first one downstairs in um, in the eating area of the Get Lit Tavern? I, would I think would, it's Arithness. Just yeah, being, I would be second close. I would say that'd be a close second or right there with him. Cool. More for paranoia and and just I want to get the day started for you. I imagine for me, it's more hey. Sun's rising, up and at them. It's your, nice. it's your turn on watch. So for those who don't wake up easy on their own, if there are any here, um, the smell of some sort of roasting or frying pig definitely gets you moving. That'll wake me up. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, Miles normally would be getting up early too, but after his last couple of nights, uh, he was getting some extra rest. There you go. <laughs> He deserves it. So there's a nice hearty breakfast um, in the in the tavern this morning. Um, you guys can get your fill. 
you all meet back up and um, let's have a, uh, a little breakfast conversation. I worked at a Hardee's, so I'm not going to eat that meal. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, and actually, I, I can I can do this with um with Miles because Miles was a tavern owner and and aspires to be one again. Uh, you would give this tavern pretty good marks as far as just your nice average adventurer tavern. Um, it was probably as far as quality, uh, it was probably on par with what you were used to. And um, the only thing that's a downside is, like I said, the guy never seems the, to clean the, the floor. floor. Yeah. Is, is, the, is the area where I scraped the mug across the floor, is that still relatively clean or has that been now recovered in things? You can almost see the wood grain in that little spot. Oh, yeah. oh I want to get a uh, – that's making my lungs tighten up. It's like a movie theater in the 90s every step. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, at least nobody's going to be sneaking up on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually that's an interesting point. Once the place was uh full, you don't notice the noise. Right? There's too many people and uh too much <laughs> singing along with the uh, jaunty bard tunes. <laughs> jaunty. <clears throat> um so, so I, oh, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Another flaming dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Start the morning off right. Uh, too yeah. many. I think I drank him out of Flaming Dragons. Yeah. Um, Arithus would be making small talk with Jason there in the morning, at least until the rest of our companions come by. Mostly just trying to hear more about this order, order of rings, secret, secret rings. <clears throat> well. Is there a hedgehog involved with these secret oh, rings? How much time do you have here, Eli? Because let me tell you about the Order of the Eternal Ring. Um, I would break out uh, a lot of my literature, and again, some of them are like comic books because it, I come from uh, the Virilis Kingdom, which was heavily dominated by entertainment and things like that. Really nice action-type covers and things like that. Uh, I would go over that the Order has been around for for millennia. They've been since the inception of of civilization, and they have always been secretly operating in the shadows, keeping the world going. And I'm getting very into it. I, I, I you almost can sense uh, the the kid in me copping out as I'm going on. Oh, and then this here. Oh, and this episode here, and then this one here, and this was great. And oh my God, you got to check this one out. This one has a great back full cover artwork on this. Take a look at this here as uh, as we're talking in the morning. Upon realizing that this is going to be one of those days, Erethus gets another apple cordial. Nice. I'm like, yes, good. Eat, eat, because you're going to want to need some you know, stuff to, 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 to process all this right here. You want to make sure you're on your toes. Your metabolism's up. A lot of information here. A lot of information. And they don't just let anyone join. you got to be, you know, prove yourself worthy, which is why, you know, I think heading up to the mountains of the lost, following the footsteps of the most charismatic, the most handsome, the greatest of the agents, Agent Zero. Uh, oh, I mean, anyone what did I miss, you. guys? Good morning. Oh, hello, <laughs> Miles. Good to see you. Good uh, to see you too, Bill. Can I interest you in some literature here as we are uh, having our breakfast? Uh, maybe, oh, but Lord. let's talk about our plan to get to this tower. Oh, yes. Right, right. Actually, um, I, I would pull them all in a bit. Uh, just, uh, I was doing some of my my work here as agents do and I discovered that the other group that went ahead of us last week uh, they come from my kingdom I know I know one of them 
had pretty good upstanding adventuring. Green stripping start to fall on uh, one of your books above you. Oh, oh! As I'm chewing on this huge piece of the pig. Really, really. So, uh, uh, what, do, what do we got here? What's uh, what I miss? What I miss? We don't have manners, apparently. Obviously, I have my things down, and you I can't really see anything below four feet. It's sorry. Oh, it was in it was in mint condition here, mint condition too. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure uh, it'll, bu- it'll bust out. I don't out. smell any mint. <laughs> Bell takes a long, hard sigh and is just like, it's, "It means uh, it was new, guys. <laughs> it was thank new." You. Thank you. But thank anyways, you we'll buy you another one. Uh, Barkeep, can I get some mint with this? These things. Oh, God. Mm, that oh, of mint. Now that sounds fancy. I'm sorry. Just the mint got me thinking. So you said you knew this guy. When when you look over where the bartender is at at the bar, you can see the the door that goes into the kitchen area. And the bartender's back there. And every now and then you glance at him bringing in like crates of all the stuff that you guys drank yesterday so he can replenish. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Wow, we did a lot more drinking than I thought of. Anyways, um, so... There are two adventurers that went off before, and they came from my kingdom, actually, from where I'm from. I didn't know them personally, but from what I know of their reputation, they weren't too uh, too shabby when it came to handling themselves. And from what I gather from the sheriff's office and everything else, they went up the east face of the Mountains of the Lost. So I don't know. Is that some place where you all might think uh, we should start off? That's a good plan to me. Oh, I'd like to know more about this marking on the map here, the uh, near the city of Lost. What's that marking mean? What is that? That's a grease stain. <laughs> no, no, the other one. It, it, it was a, it, 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 it. the one that so, was there before me. That there is a symbol from my order. It signifies something very ancient and powerful. Uh, usually, this is tied to a relic that is guarded by something of. Very, very powerful. Uh, so the skull—that's what I'm talking about. That's what you're yeah, talking kind, about. Yeah, kind, kind, kind. But it's not that again. You just can't use a regular skull. If somebody read this map, maybe able to just oh, there's a skull there. So that's a Braxis burns down this huge chunk of blackened steel. It looks like that marking, but it's broken off. Like part of like the the teeth is broken off. I've had this all all my life. I don't know what it means. Bell shuts up immediately and is staring at it. It's quite big. It almost fits in the palm of my hand. It's quite large. So when it hits the table, like it almost puts a dent in the table. I can see that. I can see that. Hopefully the bartender isn't mad at getting things on his table. Um, I think it means you have a hoarding problem. Dragons? Hoarding? I don't know what. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Never mind then. Uh, would Bell recognize anything off of the, uh, the uh, sword that he dropped out? Um, Chris, uh, was that something I knew about? No, I just I just tossed it in just now. Cool. Because uh, I, I have an emblem. I have an emblem. Yep. Uh, for it's kind of like his holy symbol, but not really. He doesn't run it like a holy symbol. Um, but he's always had it. Doesn't know what it means. There's markings on it that I can't. You know, I only speak a couple languages. Nothing I know about. Nobody I've ever talked to doesn't know anything about it. Or at least they haven't said they know anything about yep. it. So the um, part of it's broken off, you know, like it, it fits. It looks like it fits something, but it, part of it's broken as broken as well. Okay, the um, the markings are done. Uh, let's say in a similar style to um, some of the description 
uh, and this is for you, Jason, some of the description that Agent Zero wrote as part of his journal. Um, I'm sure you've got it all memorized, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. the the markings on this piece of metal match some things that Agent Zero wrote about as being scribed on um, entrances uh, in in the city that he found, like over doorways and stuff. Okay. Okay. Now, someone like me, I don't consider myself one of the smart guys, but I feel like this is a key to a door. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, guys. Yeah, Bell's going. My brain's kind of fuzzy from the Flame and Dragon song. Bell, Bell's going through the journal and is pulling up that information as far as uh, uh, this marking being prevalent in the city, and it uh, it's actually being tied to uh, a deity that keeps the city is, as being lost to a large level, and it is a key, so to speak, of entry. Uh, but Bell doesn't have very much information besides that. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw this out here now. I don't know if you had something in mind, but I, I thought of something I wanted to use. Um, the deity is Gore the Deceiver. What? So the the markings yeah, indicate that. Uh, they're, they're similar to those of Gore the Deceiver. So similar to, but maybe not the same? Yeah. And for this, Bell just has somebody else's written word to read and interpret and match these things up. Okay. I don't know. What, what did the two of you think here? Avernus and um, uh, Miles, what do you think of this? Did you, you call him Avernus? Is that like one of the planes of hell? No, not Avernus. Avernus is name. Don't be rude. Dragon Man, come on. Well, I don't know. Erithness. That's what I said. Anyways. I have no strong opinions on this piece. It's... It's an item. It's connected I mean, to where we're going. Let's keep it. Does anybody, I, but it does seem important. So does just, anybody have in their background... Um, like historical knowledge or uh, what would you call it, folklore that, that you want to have in your background. I mean, uh, Bell has it by virtue of being Bell. <laughs> and, and he is very well versed in the history of the one thing he knows. <laughs> if it, if it yeah. doesn't have to do with the Doomrig or Siegfried families. Okay. Could I um, to see if I've heard anything while or, working at my end? Yeah, sure. This sounds like a thing a bard would do, or might know. Uh, also, as being a former tavern tavern owner, you've probably heard some kind of tales. Let's. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to see if anybody had any rumors somewhere about. So I'm going to roll a red. Nineteen. Hey, first roll of the night. All Yay. right, so I hadn't come up with what it was going to be, but you you succeeded, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you also you also recognize um, similar to what Bell had said, so your memory is reinforcing pretty much what he said. Um, Gore the Deceiver, long lost uh, city um, markings. Now, what I'll add to that for uh, for Miles specifically is you definitely know this is not a key. 
but it is a piece of something that was broken. If it weren't obvious enough that it's a charred piece of broken, blackened metal, um, you know that it is part of a larger, and by larger, I mean something that's probably like 20 times the size of this. Um, Think of metal scroll work, essentially. Uh, and, And that's where this came from. I'll let them know that. I don't know how to add to it, so. Uh, find my other window. I just lost the characters. There it is. Interesting story, Miles. <laughs> oh, uh, would there have been any ad- addition uh, bonus to that role? What would that be? Uh, and that's that. What I was gonna say. I, I was gonna look that. up. Yeah, I was gonna look up what you. Uh, that was wisdom, right? Would that be it? Yeah, I was. I was so gonna 18, go with. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna for that one. I was gonna go with. Um, uh, more like, I don't know, uh, I guess I would say a, a combination of religion and intelligence in this case, because it, it ties to that. Um, and for that, uh, it doesn't really make much of a difference because you got zeros on those yep. anyway. Yep. Okay. All right. Hmm. And, and also, I know we've talked about this before as far as not getting hung up on rules. Um, I don't mind just talking about them, too, because we're only going to take a, a minute or so, and people who may be learning about D&D will, might be interested in knowing how did we get to where we were. And I have no problem taking a minute to talk about a rule. And in this case, it's more of a ruling, and my ruling was, well, a 19 got it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, easy, there you go. Easy. Our first roll of the night, 19. Yeah. Uh, it's all downhill from here. That's what I, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, or or we'll, we'll do great on these kind of rolls, and our combat rolls will just suck it. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, that was our first roll of, uh, of the game so far. Game one, I don't think we had any rolls. Yeah. That's correct. Mm, yeah. No. Which, again, in D&D, doesn't, you don't need to have rolls. Don't need to. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, all right. So... Any other conversations you guys want to have or plans you want to make before we say you're off? I can't think of anything. I kind of want to know if, uh, Bell, you know any difference between this hidden caves and this secret stairs? Are they connected in any way? Does yeah, one go so to the tower one goes to the Based on what <laughs> I can deduce from my many, 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 many hours of reading and research, uh, the caves do lead to... Uh, an entrance that you can only get to. You can't get to the secret stairs without going through the caves. The caves will lead us into the underbelly of the Mountains of the Lost. Supposedly, it's relatively safe, but, uh, you know, agents who go into there, like Agent Zero, they're no fools. So hopefully we can maybe find his route, his path, and then take our way up to the secret staircase rather than trying to actually climb up the entire mountain. Okay. Cool. Seems worth it. Miles, really did you get a chance to? Yeah, I saw that you were a little light on your traveling there. Did you get a chance to get some stuff from our our, our your performance last night? Uh, since we got paid and we could take care of uh, all of the gear needs we could possibly need right now, um, yeah, I need to stop by real quick and get a uh, something warm to wear. But other than that, I'm all set. Cool. Um, so with that, Randy, if you want, you mentioned uh, you might pick up a bow. You can definitely find an average bow and, uh, you know, put that as part of what you've got now. Okay. I have a short bow if you want it that I'm not using because I have a hand crossbow. Uh, would I have enough for a long bow? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll be, like I say, it's an average one. It's just yep. 
whatever your standard longbow is. And are we going to keep track of arrows, or should I just say, like, I have 10 and then try to keep track of them myself, or what are we thinking? The way I'll probably play it, and I thought about this when keeping track of ammunition or supplies, um, I almost kind of want to use it uh, the way we um, would do Dungeon World, where mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until you try to shoot something. The worse your roll, the more I'll say something like, oh, like uh, maybe you're trying to, to, you know, you grab the arrow, you shoot, you're trying to hit, and you roll a one. And I'll say, not only did it go wide, but you realize that was your last arrow. Ah. I'll do something <laughs> like your, that. There's a hole in your quiver, and they yeah. all fell out. Oh. Don't roll any ones, guys. So, <laughs> you're- <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll just kind of lead up to it. The way I like to look at it, um, and this is one of the reasons we talked about Dungeon World before, and Randy asked if we were going to play that in a previous episode. But um, the way it works is almost all story-driven. So the, the idea that the only time you run out of bullets is when it matters. And uh, I don't know if anybody here has seen the series Arrow, um, but mm-hmm. there's this one episode where, I mean, this guy's an archer, and he's going through the bad guy's um, uh, mansion establishment compound. Uh, and he's just, you know, killing guy after guy after guy. And when he meets up with the main bad guy, he reaches back and doesn't have any more arrows. Although he already shot more than he could have possibly carried. What matters is when he reached that penultimate moment, he didn't have something to shoot. And that's the kind of thing that the, the way I'll try and play it. When your rolls are low, like you missed, but it's not a one or a two, that's when I'll say, you know, the, the arrow misses or breaks as it hits something so that you can't recover it, that kind of thing. And that's okay. how I'm going to try and play it when it comes to ammunition rather than us, you know, drawing little circles and crossing them off because uh, in order for that to really work, I'd want to see it across the table so that I could get an idea as well. And we can't really do that. So we're going to, we're yeah. going to make do with certain things as we go. And, and I, from so far, I like that thought. It's going to be the same thing with um, rations. If, for example, you're there for a few days, you brought a few days rations, and you start to look for stuff. Depending on how the situation's going and the role's going, you might not be able to find something. And that's when we'll start to look at things like what happens when you don't have food. Um, uh, before we go, uh, Bell would, again, make it apparent. He would go over to the bartender and be like, so, um, Barkeep, again, love the establishment, uh, especially the floors, but um, I just wanted you to uh, maybe talk to your mug man and uh, tell him maybe place another, another, uh, another stein above your thing here for Bell and his burly band of badasses is going to be heading up to the Mountains of the Lost and then coming back in one piece. Well, Guy, uh... Whoever that person is, I will think about it. Just to t- tell everybody, tell everybody that we're going to do this here. Now, when it, when it comes to the mugs, like I say, he gets excited. Uh, in reality, the way I'll put it, in reality, in our fantasy world, the way I'll put it is, well, you get an extra vote for me on your survival. <laughs> if it counts. I'm betting uh, with two copper pieces on these people. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make one use- hell of a return. I Don't could use another mug. And yeah, the that's, that's it. <laughs> Bell would have Bell would have made it apparent to let everyone know that they're going. He, Bell's going after the the mountains of the lost, trying to get that that acclimate that acclaim. I should say. 
Yeah. And, and you know, th that was one of the things I thought of, and I meant to ask you, Jason, sep uh, separately, but it didn't come up. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the idea that Bell's walking around talking to people and introducing himself and flashing the badge, it's so people remember him, right? Yes. It's not just a tick, right? It's, yeah. it's, no. <laughs> it, he wants to be remembered, and this would be another great way for it to, to happen. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with, uh, with that, uh, he's definitely encouraging you to live where before he was <laughs> indifferent. <laughs> right? Now, Just another face. He wants you to live so that the uh, potter, whose name, by the way, is Clay, um, he can, ah, of course. He can uh, do some more awesome work and um, uh, get you on a, a mug uh, on the shelf up here. We could do that. All right, cool. That, I, I, I'm good. All right. So everybody's geared up. You've got on your character sheet, which, by the way, we're still using the D&D Beyond. I have that um, open. So any changes you make there, I'll be able to see them after I refresh. But uh, make sure that anything that you want to note as your character having, like Chris, I'll ask you to put that metal shard um, with yeah, it's to this. It. It just what's this emblem? That's that what that's what I was yeah. using it as. All right. Um, yeah. So just put it on the character sheet so that if I want to look at something in between sessions or even while we're uh, going, I can just take a quick look as well. Uh, in the meantime, you all gather up. Uh, the next morning is not as clear as yesterday morning was. So you can't see the top of the mountain even after some of the morning fog clears. Uh, but it is a nice day. It's slightly overcast. The temperature's nice in mid-60s. And the, um, the road kind of, it, it's uh, almost cliche. The road goes outside of town a few hundred feet. And then it's like disused, 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 no path. So as you go farther outside of the uh, town of Kep towards the mountains, as you get any, I'd say, what, half a mile outside of town, um, it's no longer a road. It's like people don't bother going past here on a regular basis, and usually it's just foot traffic. Um, who that, Now, this is one thing I, I want to start thinking about. The idea of the marching order is an old term for who's up front, who's uh, behind. And just think about as you guys are walking together, um, what does that look like? What do you think the marching order might be? Well, Bell's going to have the map out uh, from his journal and also be looking around to see if he can pick up any trace of where the other adventurers might have started their journey off at if they came okay. down the same path here. So I would like to be towards the front. Okay. Abraxas. I'll bring up the rear. Since I can Good see talk. over everybody. Good uh, talk. Middle of the back, I guess. Okay. Arithmus will take point. All right. I'll be right I'll be like right behind Arithmus. Okay. You're just Stay safe, my child. Looking for <laughs> tracks. And uh, that brings me to um, let's take a look uh, for Bell. If you would, uh, Jason, take a look at what he has for um, investigation. Yep. Okay. I have investigation, yes. I have a plus two to investigation. Nice. Okay. Much better than mine. So what I'm going to say is while we are approaching the mountains, um, 
I want you to give me a d20 roll, uh, and it's going to be for investigation, because you know what you're looking for. Uh, yeah. Especially because you, you recognize one of the guys. So I'm going to put it as you know. You know this guy has unusually small feet for a, a well-known adventurer. Uh, that is a eight. Eight? Eight with the yeah. plus two? Six plus two. <laughs> okay. So I just giggled. <laughs> can, can, I, can I throw something in with this? Oh, please do. So because Bell is so enthusiastic about getting through these mountains and like getting looking for clues, I think it's safe to say that he's not being as careful as he should be, considering the fact that we're trekking through the mountains. So Siegfried would absolutely keep him within arm's reach with my shield arm. So he's almost constantly with like a shield in his peripheral vision. Okay. So I, I think Bonk. that might play into this Bonk. somewhat. <laughs> I'm starting to bleed from my eye a little bit. <laughs> I'll pass him a rag, clean that up. Is anybody else likely to uh, join in the tracking efforts? <clears throat> no. Siegfried would just be looking for threats, anything mm -hmm. to signify danger. Yeah, Sam, looking for far ahead if I can. Yeah. Uh, Miles is kind of close to him, so he might take a few peeks since he can't. He doesn't want to expose us by playing instruments while traveling. So. Yeah. Bell's yeah, I mean, very confident, though. Bell's like, this is the yeah. I this I think is the right way. So the way the way it works, as far as how I play it with the rules, is um, I'm not necessarily looking for another role. I'm just looking to see what people are doing, and nor will I say you only get one role to do something. Because most of the time, multiple roles actually gives more chances of things going really good or really bad. So yep. in this case, I'm just going to determine that you don't see anything out of the ordinary. The last couple of weeks, there's been uh, rain and a fair amount of breeze and tracks have probably been covered over. You see more animal tracks than um, any people tracks at all, really. There are no... Uh, <laughs> actually, um, there's a spot where you can tell a bear got up on its hind legs fought with somebody for a little bit and then died. Mm, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's just Erethness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Erethness would be all over that track. Like <laughs> miming out the battle. There you go. And then he got him see, in an arm bar. Yeah, you do see bear tracks and that might get you to launch into that story. Take a short rest while he enacts it for us. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we can get background music too, right, Miles? <laughs> this is almost as good as your stuff, Miles. <laughs> There you go. So um, as you approach the, uh, the actual base of the mountain range, uh, what we're going to do now, um, Jason, did you say that Bell wants to shoot for the caves? Bell is looking for the caves, yes, but uh, Bell is also looking for the other group to see if they actually made it to the east face of the mountains and if there's any trace of them. But obviously, Bell didn't see anything as Bell is distracted and very excited right yeah. now. And he's got a shield in his face. And I got a shield in my face that keeps wanging me in the head. Yeah. So what does for your safety. Look, um, Eli, what does Erethnus's uh, shield look like? Erethnus's shield is a heater shield, roughly, yeah. I want to say, 30 inches across, a height of, I'm going to say, 36 inches. So it's rather steep, at least in mm. regards to the coming to a point. Uh, so, it does the typical like police officer badge where cool. once it gets to the top corners, it swoops up into a peak. So it's like that tri-peaked heater shield. I I really, really get into equipment. So no, that's good. be prepared when you ask. 
<laughs> As a note, your description means that Bell could exactly hide behind it. 30 inches wide, oh, 36 nice. inches tall. That's the bell-shaped. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Bell, it's a half take this. It gives you full cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be full cover for you. Uh, oh. The shield itself is painted in the Weston family colors, as yeah. is the surcoat that Siegfried is wearing, which, by the way, he is also wearing his armor. Uh, on his surcoat and his shield, in painted in yellow, is the Siegfried insignia, which is a sparrow carrying a small box. Ah, oh, that's right, because I made a stupid joke about it being a coconut before. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the other thing that I'm going to take as presumed is you guys are going out on an adventure, so everyone would be in their adventuring gear. Armor you would have donned yes. before you left. And I yes. don't... Because you're not in any strenuous circumstances, I don't care that your armor might be heavy at this point. It doesn't matter. You're able to walk with it. You're able to bring it with you. Um, okay, so where Bell interprets the map to read as the um, this is where the caves are is just a lot of crags along the base of the mountains. So it, it'll take... It, it, could take some time as you start to um, look over all of these places and try and figure out where some entrance might be. Now, did um, did the notes from Agent Zero indicate that it is a hidden entrance? Uh, the notes from Agent Zero uh, unfortunately did not give any information as far as it being hidden or not. This was several years ago, um, and it was described as jagged rock and hidden uh, off from the path. But it wasn't like magically hidden, or there's no notes that Bell would be aware of as far as uh, as far as that goes. Okay. And um, as you guys are approaching the base of the mountains, another thing that you do notice is uh, you don't you don't know when it happened, but you don't hear nature anymore. You hear the the wind passing through some leaves and bushes and what have you, but you don't hear the grasshoppers. Uh, do grasshoppers even make noise? I was thinking yeah. crickets, but it's not nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't hear make noise when they jump into things. <laughs> yeah, so you haven't had any grasshopper bouncing off your shield, um, oh. and you don't know when it stopped because you, you, it just you, it occurs to you that hey, there's no more nature sounds going on. Has anyone noticed it's really nice out here right now? Like it's very peaceful, very peaceful. Siegfried is going to ready up his shield and draw a hand axe, oh, just, right. just to be on the safe side. Cool. Um, the the area that you're in, like I say, will definitely require some, uh, I don't want to use the word investigation because I don't want to link it to a skill, but you're going to need to look for uh, any kind of entrance. Uh, how do you guys want to approach this? Is this something you split up to do or you kind of just wander along as a group? Uh, this is where we start to learn some of the uh, the party dynamics with the characters and how they approach things. Uh, I think Bell would definitely go into a a a flurry of notes and trying to piece together things, uh, potentially going through history of all of her, all of his stuff to try to determine if he can figure out maybe a direction of where the cave might be. So let let's say for for this point in time, because we'll have a little character discussion too. But at this point in time, you sit down grab some rations, you guys are uh, sit in a circle or whatever you want to do, uh, but it's lunchtime. You've been traveling for four or five hours, and uh, you've reached pretty much the base of the mountains. 
Okay. If if we're sitting down enjoying a meal, the shield and axe would be off to the side with the greatsword instead being out, drawn, and like set up to easily reach it. And Siegfried is just, he's looking around and he, he, you can tell he's trying to hear something, anything, just any sort of noise. And it's, it, it could be that you're so intent that um, when the leaves rustle a little, you, you, you know, you might be spinning your head. Yeah, his head would snap to any noise yeah. that go. comes up. So, Kel, you said uh, you said two people you know came this way not some time ago, right? Yes, yes. Uh, um, James what kind of tracks? What, what are we looking for? What should I be, be looking like for? Footprints. They'd be tracks, uh, definitely. Uh, I was looking for them as we were traveling, and uh, uh, you know, I think they were just so they big guys, small guys. Well, yeah, they were, I mean, every, guy, are the humans? <laughs> everyone's a big guy compared to me. Well, I mean, uh, not to me. Oh, well, yeah, true, true. Um, uh, but uh, they, they were about, you know, fair average build for, for humans. Joe, can I use a survival things. check to kind of check for tracks? I know it's more of following tracks, yeah, but I mean, yeah, sure. that, would you allow that? I, I'm fine with straight up wisdom, survival, investigation, because once you ask that question of Bell to know what you're looking for, that's when you can try looking for clues. And that's I got a 22 I at the 19 with my plus three, 22 for the nice. 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 So maybe, um, what kind of uh, a lunch would um, uh, Abraxas be eating? Something that I he would like, carry. I, 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 I took part of the uh, pig that he had for breakfast, so like, yeah, right. whatever was left over. So I'm just chewing on that, kind of looking around as I'm searching okay. the ground. Um, you notice not too far from where you guys are sitting, it looked like somebody else has set up a camp um, a while ago, but you see some charred logs um, and you know, what was probably embers a while ago and uh, assuming that you'll go check it out. Yes. 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 Okay. So yes. Uh, I'm just going to use your role there. And, um, and, and it's like I said, it's within eyesight. So you may get up and just walk around on your own, but regardless, uh, it looks like somebody set up camp here uh, maybe a week or so ago. And uh, they they sat, eating and it looks like there was a couple of bed rolls set down um and lifted back up of course but uh definitely somebody set up camp here about a week ago still just two people it looks like yep looks like two find anything abraxas possibly i kind of want to see what the uh where these tracks lead off to though it'd be nice if they kind of give us the give away to the entrance maybe they kind of knew where they were going that'd be nice what are we looking for exactly? Cave. Perhaps the uh, physicality of the mountain, the patterns in the rock will lead to something. I don't know. It reminds me of my home. Look for bit. bat droppings. Uh, no, I don't know about that. Not all caves have bats. It's as good a lead as any. Only the good caves do. <laughs> um, Siegfried is going to go over yeah. to the little encampment that Abraxas is by, and he's going to feel the dirt in and around where the uh, charred wood is. Okay. He, he's, he's looking for moisture to see if the fire was put out intentionally. By the looks of it, um, they probably put the fire out at the, uh, at the end of the, the night uh, because there is plenty of unburned wood there. Uh, there the, as far as moisture goes, it's rained a couple of times since, so... 
you couldn't tell for sure on that front. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any chance I can get a, you want me to make another roll to see if I can see where the tracks lead off to you into the mountain or not? Um, I just want to see if anybody else is going to react to it first, but yes, uh, what we'll, what we'll do is at some point I might do this as a collective group role, uh, as far as once everybody is there and starting to look, we'll figure out how we're uh, moving forward. Yeah, Bell's just going to, uh, after putting all of his uh, journals and stuff away, as he's trying to still figure out where the entrance of this cave might be, we'll head over and we'll look around and see if he can determine if it was actually uh, uh, James and, and our teams, if it was their camp, if there was any remnants or trace, if I could just figure that out. Okay. What about Miles? Hmm? What about Miles, Randy? Uh, I guess he'll join... Uh, uh, Braxis and uh, just kind of walk around the camp area, see if there's anything else he can see. Okay. So let's do um, a little bit with this here. So uh, Abraxas was able to get a really good read on what this place looks like. And when he points out the, uh, the footprints to Bell, Bell does recognize that one of them are unusually small footprints and uh, the others are normal. So that does lead you to believe it is the uh, adventurers that you had heard about. Hmm. And then the tracks do lead off towards the mountains and they start to become obscured. Uh, so they're going to be a little harder to follow. And here's where I'd like to do each person. Give me a description on how your character would try and find footprints try to follow them when they start to be obscured give me an idea of what that would look like what your character might do for that um and randy i'll go to you first uh miles doesn't have the best survival or knowledge when uh tracking somebody so when the footprints start to disappear and he loses track of them he just kind of look towards the others to really try to see what they're doing because he has no idea. <laughs> cool. And um, what is Erethness doing? Erethness will, once the tracks start becoming obscured, he's going to look for cut or broken brush as well as blinds, like hunting blinds. Okay. His, uh, while he's not a very experienced tracker, he is very experienced in picking out when somebody has set up an ambush. Cool. Um. And Chris, for Abraxas. I have him use like a, a sense of smell. So there's, there's no other animals here. Nothing, nothing comes this way except for maybe you know, people like us. Yeah. I want to see if I can pick up a scent somehow. That's an interesting thought. Okay. And Whether then, it's from them or like their equipment, even like the oil on their swords, something yeah. like that, you know. Okay. And then for, uh, for Bell, Jason, how Bell you is going that? to go into full detective mode and is going to try to put himself in the position of these tracks and mirror where they're walking in their movements, almost Sherlock Holmes-esque, to see what happened at that time and see if he can figure out where they actually would have wandered off to based on the circumstances and all the little evidence that he's found. Cool. So what I'm going to do with this, since Miles was just looking around to see what everyone else was doing, I'm going to have Randy do that role. And um, <laughs> Randy, for Miles, what I want you to do is uh, roll a d20 and your modifiers are going to be uh, from Eli. What's your wisdom modifier for uh, Arithness? 
Erethness's wisdom is. Uh, I'm on my equipment right now. <laughs> Come on. There's uh, uh, his and, wisdom uh, mod. Yep. Uh, plus one. Okay, so that's plus one so far. And for Bell, what's your intelligence modifier? Uh, intelligence modifier is zero. Plus okay. zero. And then for um, Abraxas, uh, gosh, uh, perception. One perception. W w wisdom or perception. That's plus one for both, yeah. Okay, so you're going to have a plus two on this, Miles. I, uh, what is it called? Uh, Bardic Inspiration myself? <laughs> well, here's, here's what I'll say. Um, describe to me what you would do to inspire others while you're trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, sorry, I was just reading up on uh, that. It doesn't really say I could really do it to myself. It just says I could do it to other creatures. Um, and that's, that's why I'm asking uh, if you're looking at others, like, do you want to say to um, to inspire them to find these clues or whatever? You say something to, like, Erythnus about, um, I see a broken twig over there, or, you know, whatever. Something encouraging. Yeah. I mean, Bell is basically miming the whole entire, like, tracks as, yeah. <laughs> as they're going through. So, yeah, as part of that, if you want to give me a description of how um, Miles would try and help others that's pretty much what that inspiration's about for me yeah um but you want me to do the role so that doesn't matter right now i guess uh so i'm just gonna give it a shot Go for it. we get all right so eight plus two is ten was did i have a plus on mine or was it just a solid role no nah, because um miles wasn't doing anything so okay. i just so took the 10. modifiers from the others in their actions that they were taking um so ten i mean if you remember, we're on a, a base 10 system, so 10 is average. Uh, you're able to follow the tracks almost up to the mountains. And then right at the end, it looks like they go off in three different directions with no return tracks. Huh. What? Yeah. It's two people with three different tracks. What? So essentially six trails lead off, if you will. So they like like this. Gotcha. So yeah. they, they went forward, but it looks like they also went to the right, and it also looks like they went to the left. But there are no return tracks. Like they didn't come back and then go back out the other way. I want to it's a strange place. So this is Miles finding this? Uh in general, everybody kind of oh, okay. happens upon this at the same time. Right. Erythus is going to try to gauge the depths of the tracks. Because okay. what he's looking for is if they walked backwards. Okay. They're no different from the other tracks that you have followed. Right back to and including the campsite. Do the, the three paths here, I mean, do does one path, do I get the sense that one path is is safer than the others or does it look more difficult or one going up like a steep, a steep cliff or they all look to be pretty similar as far as where they're heading off to as, yeah, far, as I, far as safety. I would say that they're more similar. There's not that much of a difference. Um, where after the, the tracks kind of split, it's only about 50 feet before the ground becomes too rocky to really follow any footprints anymore. Right before you reach the mountains. 
um, and that's pretty much where the trails end. So, but again, so you're talking what, like 50 feet, then 50 feet, and then 50 feet. Does it seem like the, the terrain is so rocky that they that, that it would be difficult for them to get through, and that's why it could, is, is there maybe any clothing or things that are maybe torn on some of the rocks that maybe indicate life in that direct one of the directions? Not, not from what you can see, and it's more like a hard. Uh, rocky surface rather gotcha. than a bunch of rocks. Gotcha. Okay. And as far as the scents, um, yeah, uh, Chris, that's one of the things that led uh, Abraxas and and uh, company to be guided towards where these actual footprints are. So the the scent trail that you did follow um, was of food and uh, a little bit of oil, like a, a weapon oil. And uh, it kind of stops here, but a lot of the uh, foliage and what have you stops here too, towards the base of the, the mountains. And the ascent is easily, easily picked up by the breeze that flies through here. So it, it probably didn't stick around very long, whereas it could have stuck more where you were before. Hmm. So what so, do you guys think? I mean, for me, I think that we take the middle path and head up as high as we can. Hopefully, maybe we can see down below and see where maybe the other possible two pathways they could have gone down to. I like the idea of height. We can go and try that. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch <laughs> a balrog by so If he holders, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I say left. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually picture that taking longer than <laughs> what Eli just did. <laughs> but that, <laughs> like he's carefully considering each track as he just goes. Mo. I mean, Abraxas. I mean, you had some maps of this place before here. I mean, what do you think as far as elevation, height, terrain? Do you think middle, left? I grab that emblem in my hand, just close my eyes. Is Middle. um Abraxas a religious fella? Not in the term of uh like he doesn't necessarily believe in any uh specific faith or anything. A spiritual spiritual, but you know, yeah. But like is there's it a, there's there's a power in the universe that he can tap into, he doesn't really understand it uh, or why he doesn't was... do that. Was he just grabbing a compass around his neck and just holding? No, that it? emblem that he has that he's had all his life, that piece, you know. Yeah. Um, he says middle. I say middle. <laughs> all right. To Great me, time. all paths will lead to the same. It all goes to the same place. It's an interesting way to look at it, yeah. Ebernus, I mean, what do you think, man? I know you were wanting to go left. The rest of the group's wanting to go middle. The council was voted. Oh, we're, we're a council. That's all right. <laughs> so council middle of the flaming dragon. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all right. Then let's then let us lead on. Um, because I'm small, would any of no. you larger individuals? Would you be okay if I yeah, just, just hear me out? Hear me out here. If I rode on your head while I was, I pick him. I just pick him up and put him on my shoulders. Who who runs Barter Town? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, there's our episode title. Bell realizes, <laughs> uh, realizes that my 
might be a little bit afraid of heights, this being this high up here. Ooh, oh, oh nice. you'll be fine. Cool. All right. So um, it's not a particularly difficult hike to get started up. It's not like you need to be an expert in mountaineering or have a Sherpa with you. Um, it, it's it's kind of gradual. And as you are heading up, uh, it this is... Um, I'm, I'm just going back to the map that um, Bell has, where the caves are kind of like in the middle of a range that is on the map. Uh, this is, that's a spot where you are, essentially, from what you can gather based on the different heights. And, you know, that one massive peak where the tower is, you're in that, that right general spot. Um, and a, as you're ascending up, one of the things that you do notice are some small animal bones um no like full skeletons but different bits of animal bones around you know leg bone rib bone to skull here or there but it looks like um small animals uh left their skeletons here bones i'll i'll, I'll, I'll just tap uh um, abraxas on 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 the head as i'm riding alongside his shoulder and be like hey buddy do these uh do these small bones i mean does this scream to you do they look you should be concerned about do they look like another animal ate these or a hu like a humanoid ate them just pulled the meat off Was none of like? the bones appear broken or not upon correct okay oh, okay i think we're okay i'll i'll, I'll ask miles away miles you write a tavern i'm assuming you're familiar with with various cuts of of meat how to flay things up does, does any of this look like uh maybe people left these bones like they were hunting and things i i wouldn't think so i mean if someone ate these they'd probably toss them to the side this looks like solid animal carcasses that just died and stayed here uh, and then but uh, just as, just as a note none of them are in a complete skeleton they're just gotcha. different bones scattered about and then, uh, 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 Biggie, I, I know that you 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 hunted, you fought beasts and things. What kind of animal do you think might have done this, or would it be multiple animals? Do you think? So, hearkening back to his days running the uh, goat farm, Siegfried is going to look, pick up a few of these bones and look carefully, see if there are tool marks, gnaw marks, what types of animals are here. I know you said small animals, but yeah. is it is it mostly birds? Is it mostly rodents? Is it mostly raccoons, possums, hares? He, yeah. He's just trying to get as much information as he can because he right now he's thinking either something that devours these things whole, like large birds or Crocodiles, bears, mountain crocodiles. Hey, yeah, you never know. Magic okay. exists. Why okay. can't I, mean, I, am, I am riding. I am riding on top of a lizard right now. So I mean, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> mountain crocodile, uh, big cats. Actually, that is that. After he's done looking at these bones, he's going to look around for pellets, food, okay. uh, carcass pellets, like owl pellets. Okay, um, and in the bones, they're mostly of the smaller uh, rodents, like you mentioned, uh, you could definitely make out uh, a, a, a below or, or lower than average sized uh, raccoon uh, skull 
out there. Uh, aside from that, one of the things that you do notice, and it also makes you think to look up, um, there are no bird bones that you find. And there are no birds flying around as far as you can tell either. Hmm. We even but, see uh, the top. Is it super cloudy again or foggy? I'm going to strap my shield a little tighter <laughs> and keep a hand axe drawn. There, the, you can see most of the way up. You can't quite see the peak, but that's partially because of where you are on the side of the mountain. So the peak okay. might be back a little bit, but um, you don't think it's cloud cover uh, or mist or whatever that is obscuring the peak. Okay. So like, it looks like there's a ledge above us. Or like well, it's just the way the ledges. mountain goes. Instead of just a straight-up right. incline, it goes up, then in, then up. Yeah. Then, right. So when you're down on the lower part and you're looking up, you can't quite see the mm -hmm. top from where okay. you are. Like a mountain view. That's actually yeah. going to... So Siegfried, instead of looking for those pellets, he's going to look just up the mountain. Can he see like a trail of bones? Kind of. And they... Um, it's not so much a trail as it is you don't see them farther to either side, right? It's not like there's just a, like a trail of M&Ms or Reese's And they're Reese's scattered randomly? They're just scattered, but you notice about, uh, about 20 feet outside of the center, they aren't. You know, the bones aren't there. They're just mainly in this like 20 foot wide, call it a path, but it's so random that it doesn't look like it's a path, but there's... <clears throat> They they do go up. And it's the direction that you were going. So is there like no place where like a campfire or any sort of cooking pot was set up so possibly anything could have been cooked and the all the meat would have been like shredded off the bone, sort of like uh, ribs or something like that, and that's why there's no meat and no cuts and they're not broken? Yeah, at, uh, at this point you can't find anything like that, no. It's uh, it's the oddity of it is what drew your attention to begin with. Um, it's not just a bone here or there. There, it's just scattered about. So, uh, guys, you know we haven't heard a lot of animals or noises or things like that. So, is it just me, or do you think that whatever is eating and leaving bones here probably brought the stuff here? versus anything else. I mean, look, I brought half to, a pig uh, with me. It's not a big deal. They're just bones, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, just toss been, another one out. Toss one. Stuff out to, yeah, yeah. I mean, you make Siegfried is going to like, get up from his kneeling position, looking at the bones, unstrap his shield, and pass it to Bell. Keep this over your head. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on top of... Uh, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. I'm blind. <laughs> There's if a he, shield in front of his face. If he just, holds it up, it's like a canopy over his head. Just like that. Nice. Okay. Let's make it hard to read the map at the same time, but I appreciate it. Thank you very much. How to, how to strain your dragon. <laughs> how to strain. <laughs> I like that. Um, from, from where you are, proceeding up. Now, again, earlier, Eli, you had asked, is there a ledge? I mean, technically, yes, there is. I said no, but no was, that's not why you can't see the top. So there is a ledge up there. Um, but you, you find your way up. Uh, you, you have to like walk a little left, a little right here and there, but it's not particularly difficult terrain. Um, but I will have my great sword 
uh, at the ready as we okay. come up. Since okay. Bell has my shield, it's kind of pointless to use just the one hand axe. Cool. Then, um, sort of like that. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I like the stick mm-hmm. figures too. That's nice. That's from last time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so the mountain is like that uh, as you're going up, and there are plenty of little like outcroppings and stuff like that. But I'm nothing, Bell. I'm tall. Nothing crazy. Um, so anyway, the 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 trail if you will, even though it's not so much a trail, of bones um, kind of gets up towards this ledge uh, and stops and you get up to the ledge and just as you're walking up and you look over the top you see um, on the other side is the end of the episode. Never saw it coming. As soon as I see that I'm like motioning for everybody to just stop. <laughs> Initiative. Stop. Everyone stop. <laughs> Uh, but this is where we can wrap this one up and we can all say uh, uh, bye bye to the smallest member of the party <laughs> the preceding podcast was brought to you by one joe young you can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com <laughs>